Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Good Sunday morning to you. Breaking Bones on the air, ready to rock and roll. It's game day. It's actually game day leading up to game night tonight with your Baltimore Ravens and your Jacksonville Jaguars going at it with, uh, who is it, Mike Tirico and Chris Collingsworth in the booth. Welcome in. We are in the booth for the next 30 minutes, breaking bones. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays, right here on the Superstation, and Dr. George Bari, Geo, I like to call him. What up, Geo? Hey, man. You fired up and ready to go tonight? You know, I'm excited, but yeah. you know me, glass half empty guy. Uh, you can't see, I, I got it. Well, you know what? Right now, they're on a two-game losing streak, so I kind of I understand what you're going through, but... What about a bounce-back game against El Boogie? I hope, but I'm worried because we're at home, and yeah. apparently we're too loud. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and uh, we just haven't been good at home. Yeah, it's the opposing fans that are making noise. And, and look, uh, fill up the bank, uh, make it uh, teal. Uh, it was pretty, I thought, pretty pretty raucous atmosphere Monday night yeah. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bottom line is they just haven't played well the last couple of games, and they, they got a lot of injuries, which we will get to the injuries uh, today, that's for sure. All right, so if you have a sports ache, joint pain, shoulder, hip, knee, ankle, wrist, whatever it might be, hit the text line 641-1010. Uh, and Geo, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews, uh, he will definitely try and give you some insight. Uh, and if you need help, you can log on to BariOrthopedics.com and see all that Geo and the rest of his team have to offer. Now, I think we should start off uh, with what happened last week, Trevor Lawrence overcoming what looked like insurmountable odds because we thought going into this bad boy last Sunday that he had suffered a high ankle sprain, yeah. you know, going back a couple Monday nights. Yeah. And look, there are, I'm a radio doctor. There are a lot of radio or just doctors out there. Yeah. As soon as they see an injury, they try and diagnose it. Um, <laughs> high ankle sprain is a very popular term yes. when we really don't know what we're talking about. Yes. Well, there's no way he had a high ankle sprain. There you go. Okay. He was in flip-flops like two days before or after the injury. Yeah. It kind of, not necessarily to this extent because he, he didn't play the rest of the game, but you remember Paul Pierce when he yeah. got injured and he had to get on the wheelchair and they wheeled him out and then he came back in the game and yeah. played. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was a totally different deal. <laughs> a different, he might have but, had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so this seems like it was one of those, you know, we've all had an ankle sprain where you're like, dude, something bad happened. Yeah. And it's hurting and you're limping and you can't play or, you know, do whatever it is you need to do throughout mm -hmm. the day. And then, like, two days later, you're like, oh, it kind of got better. Not that and, bad. And I think that's what he had. Mm -hmm. Pretty obvious by the fact that he wasn't wearing a boot. Right. It's that initial shock right. because you, if you fold that ankle over, yeah. it is obviously going to stretch sure. and create some Absolutely. pain. Absolutely. And it's going to hurt. And, um, you know, lucky lucky for him and that, you know, it wasn't, as, as far as I believe, a high ankle sprain, a true mm -hmm. high ankle sprain because – there's no way he'd come back in a week. There's no way he's walking around without a boot. There's no way he's in flip-flops throwing practice, you know, in shoes throwing practice. So, I mean, that's good news. And he did not have a limp mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. that I noticed. And he ran around just fine from what it looked like at least. So I would say it was just a regular ankle sprain and one of those where it hurts immediately and then it kind of got better on its own, mm -hmm. you know, after the next day or two, which is good because I don't, I don't expect any residual effects. Right. 
on this week. It's funny because we, we'll go through a couple of other injuries that the Jaguars have, but we're talking – it's like the great unknown because you didn't know how severe that ankle sprain was. You don't know how severe the hamstring was for Walker Little, the groin for Andre Sisco, uh, Ty, uh, Tyson Campbell trying to come back from an injury that's kind of plagued him as well. So anyway, there's a lot of those guys, and this is what happens in the National Football League. You knock heads for four months, you come into December – you're beaten up. If, you, if, if, you're, if you're healthy, you probably haven't played a whole hell of a lot, uh, okay? And that's basically what happens. And so we're going to find out what happens tonight. We will get to a handful of the others that are on the injury report on both teams, Ravens and Jags tonight. If you've got a sports injury question, hit us with it. 641-1010, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Now, this was from last week, okay? So at least kind of understand when this was texted into our show last week, it's just someone wanting to know, because what you and I just discussed, Gio, why would you risk playing today? This was Trevor last Sunday. When you have Lamar and the Ravens coming in next week, wouldn't you want need to be 100% for that one? Yes. I get it. And I agree with that. Um, but now looking back, I don't think he had... As severe an injury. Correct. Perfect. I think that's... So I'm just going to dispatch these two questions real quick, because they did have... You know, there was that great unknown. What uh, what are the degrees they can go to to make sure Trev's ankle is immobile and not risking further injury? I'm I not, mean, does that mean like just yeah? How to immobilize it so they don't you don't sprain it again or twist okay. it again? I mean, look, you could put an ankle brace on, right? Mm-hmm. They have some with metal bars on the side to really pr- prevent it. Um, the, although it's going to really limit your motion, mm-hmm. but you could put an ankle brace whether it's soft or not soft, and then you could put spat tape over it, right? We all know about spat taping. Mm-hmm. And those really are the two things that you can do. And now I did notice that he does wear high top shoes. Mm-hmm. If you've noticed that, mm-hmm. now high top shoes—not that they are the end all be all, right—and they're not unforgiving. Or, they definitely have right. a little forgiveness. Absolutely, in them. but it is still a small, an an extra layer of protection mm-hmm. for an ankle when you have high top ankles, high top shoes. Do mm-hmm. You know, give something to possibly prevent the ankle sprain. Were you a Converse guy back in the day, Chuck Taylors or anything like that? No, but I I do I do like wearing um, higher top basketball shoes for that reason. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to fold it over. So we were um, at our Christmas party earlier this week, and it was at a cool place, Four Score Golf Tavern, right there in San Marco, and nice bar, and then also like for golfers hitting bays, and then other sports as well. You could play dodgeball, yeah. soccer, yeah. lacrosse. You have to explain it to me because I wasn't invited, but go ahead. Listen, Gio, you are, you, are, you are one of us. You know that. But both of us had Christmas parties this week. So, you know, you did, you did invite me to yours. You, you are correct, sir. You're right. Uh, I got a last minute. Oh, there's yeah, a Christmas party. You, 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 you want to come? Both of us, both of us tried to beat the other one to the last minute invite. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can That's come. True. You also got a last minute invite. That's true. <laughs> I won't, I won't All right. Argue. So real quick, I got I got. I'm going to ask you about Christmas parties yeah. in general. But anyway, uh, Chief Spielberg. He's like a man of a thousand nicknames uh, in the building. I call him the Graham Mertz of 1010. Uh, he's better than that. But he was wearing Converse's the other night, and the, you know, hitting on the golf simulator. He was losing his step because he was trying to swing so hard. Converses aren't built for golf, okay? No. The old Chuck Taylors, they definitely are not. I liked them back in the day. I really did. But for whatever reason, I had kind of instability in the ankle area. And it would hurt me to wear 
you know, those high tops for some reason. I don't even have the answer to it. Where are you at with Christmas parties? In what sense? Well, <laughs> I, all right, I like them. I like them. But there is something funny about you work with everybody all the time. Yes. And then you have to have a party with to them. celebrate working <laughs> with them all the time. You, you are correct. You know what? I think more so, it's more so, this is my opinion, I think companies and places have Christmas parties because employees want to feel like, you know, I mean. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, they're saying thank you. And so taking them on on a day out or, you know, whatever it is that you do for your Christmas party, free lunch or or at a restaurant or whatever, I think is a a nice gesture. Yeah, it's a nice way to say thank you for busting your hump the entire year. So I'm with you. I just was setting it up for you because you're such a good boss. I'm not a social guy myself. Yeah. So I'm not like super excited to go to any Christmas party <laughs> because I'm not like Mr. Butterfly, you know. Yeah. Like, I, but um, you know, it's nice to see the uh, wives and hu- husbands. That that, that I do, yeah. That, yeah. That's because uh, you know, th- there's always wives and husbands that you know or, or you're friendly with, and and so it's nice to catch up on on that stuff. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So there we go. We cleaned it up, okay? Because we love Christmas parties. We did have a good time. That's for sure. All right. Six four one ten ten. If you want to jump in, give us a sports injury question. Uh, you can let us know where it hurts, why it hurts, you know, how it happened, all that kind of stuff. This one was very vague. Uh, I have tendonitis in the ankle, uh, and so I don't know if it was trying to relate it to what Trevor was going through, but tendonitis. Explain that real quick, Geo, because that is that that is something that can become problematic. Yeah. Look, tendonitis, any itis is inflammation, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so <clears throat> you can have inflammation of any tendon, yeah. but we're not going to go through them all. Right. I would say the most common ones are Achilles tendonitis, peroneal tendon tendonitis, and posterior tibialis tendonitis. So your Achilles tendon is where I think everyone already knows where the Achilles is. We've seen enough mm-hmm. snap and, and rubber band back on you've, TV. You've seen Aaron Rodgers a bunch so of that's, that That's very common. That's in the back. What do we do? Physical therapy, right? Mm-hmm. A boot. Um, you can do a PRP shot. Then you have peroneal tendonitis and posterior tibialis tendonitis. Those are peroneals is a set of two tendons. You have peroneus uh, brevis and longus. Right. There's actually a third one, tertius, but usually brevis and longus are what's the issue. Mm-hmm. And that is if you look at the outside of your ankle, that little ball, bone, mm-hmm. right. the fibula, it sits right behind it. Okay. Then you have the posterior tibialis, which is on right behind the inside of that the ankle, which is your medial malleolus, okay? And and they both do separate things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're antagonists, so they do the same thing but different side, okay? Right. Um, and what do you do for those? Boot, physical therapy. You can inject it with cortisone injection. I've had pretty good results with people who just get a quick cortisone shot in those tendons. Okay. Uh, you can do a PRP shot. Um, sometimes a lot of times, I don't say a lot of times, but there are times where peroneal tendons are split. You have a split tear. Mm-hmm. It re- can require a surgery, okay, to go in there and repair that. And, and so we'll get MRIs to see that. Um, you cannot, you know, some people say, well, why can you, why are we cortisoning the peroneals and the posterior tibialis, but you didn't mention cortisone shot for the Achilles. Well, the Achilles has a very high rate of rupture with a cortisone shot. So not advised. Not advised. Now, there are some people who will say, well, I'll inject it in the uh, calcaneal fat pad and, um, uh, or, or the bursa right behind the Achilles. I don't recommend it. You're still you know, walking on thin ice there, and if it ruptures, you have nobody to blame but yourself, I think, mm-hmm. if you inject it. So um, you can't do a cortisone on the Achilles. 
Achilles, quadricep, patella, uh, tricep. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of the four you you don't you don't want to you know the bicep the distal bicep tendon you, you don't want to inject. Those have a higher rate of rupture, so you, you don't want to do that. Yeah, so it's got to be smart there. So that's why you ask an orthopedic surgeon because they can definitely help you. You can check out bariorthopedics.com and definitely get a little more intel, and then obviously come into one of their locations. So. If you're looking at that one, it can, like we said, just last and last and last. I got one that's in the foot area before I get to uh, Kyle Hamilton, one of the guys that we may see on the field tonight with the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so this question thrown at us, 641-1010. I have toe pain when I step. Not all the time, but believe it or not, happens when I walk, but not when I jog. Mm -hmm. What could it be? And then it says... Toe flexors, anything I can do for it. What are toe flexors? Um, sounds like he just means the the muscles that flex your toes. Okay. If I'm just you know reading that right that text, why would he have pain when he's walking or actually walking but not running? That's yeah. interesting. I'm not quite sure. I don't know his running mechanics. Um, it's possible he runs on his toes, maybe, mm-hmm. and and okay. you know maybe that changes the mechanic of your walking because when you walk, you go from heel uh-huh. to ball of the foot and then up. Right. If you run on your, you know, if you're running and you're just toes, mm-hmm. the motion of that, you, you're missing half that motion, so it's possible. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not quite sure. Um, first thing I do is get an x-ray. Most common, I mean, I don't know how old this person is, but a lot of people have begin to have toe arthritis. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can get what we call hallux rigidus, which is a, a little bone spur that gets up top that hurts every time you bend that toe. Mm-hmm. And all you do is little, you shave it off and it gets better. Um, it's a bone spur that sticks out. And, uh, so there's a couple of things, but I would do first is, is therapy, I mean, excuse me, is an x-ray mm-hmm. to see if there is any arthritis going on. And then he mentioned flexor pain. Is yeah, that what he I said? I think it was toe, yeah, toe flexors and then anything they can do, anything I can do for it. I'm not sure what toe flexors, I mean, that's, that's just an, a body part, not really an injury. So I'm not quite sure right. exactly, um, what he means or what she, he or she means by that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So six four one ten ten. If you have a question like that, <laughs> a little more, explain it just a little bit more. That way, at least we know. But it, it, at least it gives us an idea uh, of what it might be. Um, now, let's get to Kyle Hamilton. May or may not see him tonight. A grade one MCL sprain, and it was in last Sunday's game against the Rams. And the reporting is is that day, he's day-to-day and uh, Baltimore proceeding cautiously, but Hamilton shouldn't miss much time, if any. So take us through the old grade one MCL sprain. Yeah, so he has a grade one. It's a very small you know, injury of the MCL, the fibers. He's going to be wearing a brace. We've seen grade ones come back in a week. We've seen it come back in three weeks, and, mm-hmm. and we always say one to three weeks for these. So you know, he's day-to-day. Don't be heard- shocked if you see him. Yeah, we heard, was it Walker Little that had an MCL sprain? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't be shocked, maybe if you see him, but limited, right? Maybe not every play, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of give his knee a break. But he's definitely going to be wearing a brace to protect that MCL, whether he plays this week or next week or the third week, right? Um, to, to prevent further injury. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do. And you, the last thing you want to do is see a guy like that that you're counting on quite a bit uh, put himself in harm's way because the Baltimore Ravens right now are playing for that number one seed. Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago was playing for that number one seed, and then two L's later, they're not, which still kind of cracks me up. This is like my aside here just for a second, Gio, because everyone, like Monday Night Football, you had a chance to play for the number one seed. 
you let Buster Browning, little Buster Brown, come in here. Jake Browning, his first road start, and he torches this right. defense for 350-plus yards. And then you follow that with a loss up in Cleveland to old man Flacco, yeah. uh, as Jeff Prosser named him, Flaccosaurus, okay? And <laughs> you lost those two games to an inexperienced and an old man. And and now all of a sudden everyone's going, well, forget about the number Let's one just seed. make it. I mean, give me a break. How you did, had an opportunity. I know. How did Buster Brown do last week? He went and won again. He beat the Colts. Maybe he's good. Oh, yeah. There's Maybe a he's stat. a Brock Purdy. There's a stat that he threw completion percentage of over 70% in his first three starts. How about that? Going out and just slinging it. And only one other guy has done this in his career, and it was Chad Pennington. Yeah. I mean, look, when your receivers run the right routes, it's easy to throw the ball. Ah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, there it is. I love it. Anyway, Browning, almost 80% completion percentage, bro. And you're right. Calvin? Calvin? Run the right route tonight. All right, so we look at guys that were either uh, limited or did not practice earlier in the week. Tyson Campbell with a quadricep. Now, he had the hamstring earlier, Gio. So let's put the quad and the hammy together, front and back of the big bone uh, uh, in your leg. Uh, That does seem like that might be adding up to be a tough one for him to come back from. So if he's over the hammy, What's going on with the quad? You know, it's, it's they're, they're the same. They're muscles on the same leg, right? Mm-hmm. And then anytime actually you injure a muscle, you can injure other muscles. We, we've talked about this mm-hmm. because your body mechanics are off, especially at, at this elite level where you know it's a very fine-tuned machine. Tolerances are very small, and anything can set off. You know how you play, um, but it, you kind of treat it like a quad. A tend, uh, excuse me, a hamstring. Mm-hmm. I did mention before quads can be injured. From from trauma mm-hmm. more so than hamstring because your quad is right in front of you when you go to tackle somebody their helmet hits it their pads hit it True. people land on it you're usually people don't hit your your hamstring right, right. It's, it's not super common right uh, so he could have a you know a bad contusion or just an injury from from this area um, so just unfortunately I have to see how he does mm-hmm. and I think it's you know sucks for him that it's. It's the the opposite. It's the same muscles, different muscles on the same leg, right? Which can affect each other drastically. So it's kind of a double double whammy for him on that injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't help but get away from you know the idea like is one related to the other. That's for sure. Um, I don't know whether like when when you're talking about a guy like that being back there and then thinking about who he's going to face. That you know, uh, when when did we? Well, we saw him a couple of Monday nights ago against. Was it Jamar Chase that started uh, with the big play? Yeah, it was Jamar Chase with the big play down the left sideline, and that was when Campbell was just coming back from the hamstring injury. And Jamar Chase had himself a night. He caught almost everything from Jake Browning. And when you have that just coming off the injury, it's not going to be easy. you got to be ready to go right. against these top guys. Now, he wasn't going up against, let's just say, Kadarius Toney, okay, who was offsides at the line of scrimmage in the Kansas City Chiefs game. Against the Buffalo Bills, he wouldn't have had to work nearly, <laughs> nearly as hard. Against. Did you see that play? Was he offsides? Kadarius? He I mean, was a thousand yards offsides. <laughs> Listen, I actually saw a video where he was offsides five times during the game. All right, so look, you know, here's how this works. Yeah, and I I didn't realize this until I covered Edward Waters football for the past couple of years. Well, uh-huh. the receivers will always ask the ref, "Am I on?" 
Yeah, right? it's very simple. And, the, the, and the, they'll point, the ref will give them a thumbs up, Yep, and they'll turn. Okay, But here's a couple things. Number one, if you look at the video, Tony actually put, put, put his arm out, looked for like a quarter of a second, didn't right. even wait for the ref. Number two, usually the receivers that talk to the refs or the refs will tell them, hey, you're off, are the ones that are standing on the outside. Exactly. They're right next to the right next to the uh, the official. The official. Yeah. yeah. On this play, he was lined up almost like a tight end, all the on the inside. Yeah. The ref is not going to put his hands together and say, mm-hmm. hey, Tony. Yeah. Where are you going? Hey, 19. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's all the way almost at the O-line. Right. Right. He's not standing next to him being, hey, buddy, take yeah. a step back. And, I mean, what is so that's absurd that they're mad that he didn't tell oh, them. Oh, Mahomes went nuts. You know, it's kind of, to be honest, a little very drastic and very, I, I'm not going to lie, unprofessional. You, you, know, you know what my... I mean, you can yell and scream, but yeah. he was like jumping Oh, he wanted to fight him. I mean, you he know had what my, four people holding him back. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was. It was. It, all right, so you know what it was? It was a combination of, I know I'm a superstar. All the yes. eyes are on me. Yes. I'm going to get another State Farm commercial out of this. <laughs> I am fighting mad. Maybe he wanted to be mayhem for Allstate instead of State Farm because he was like just that. going nuts. But the other part of it was, so it's, it's that. He's a little bit of a showman. The other part of it was, he was, I bet... And I'm just reading the tea leaves here. I bet he was so mad at Kadarius Tony for effing it up right. that he wanted to channel that anger to the official and hope that Kadarius Tony figured out that he was the one that was wrong. I agree because I think this is the second time he's ruined the, the time before he the game before he did something. I don't know what it Look, was that cost the, him the game. Yeah, as a as a graduate of the University of Florida, I watched Kadarius Tony muck some things up at the University of Florida. Okay, he was not the. Not the brightest game out there. Offsides is the most, especially when you're a receiver and you're not when you don't jump. Lining up offsides right. is the most basic thing, yeah. Ever. You just look at the ball and, and you say, "Oh, like." And, and then here's my question: Why do you need to toe the line? Like, just take six inches back, man. Right. Like, and, and then it's not even questionable. Yeah. Like, why do you have to toe the line to be like, "Am I onsides or not?" Just take a step back. Exactly. And by the way, it was a great play. That was it called was back. Play. Travis Kelsey uh, slinging it uh, on the fly you to know, Kadarius. What also bothered me was when Andy Reid and Mahomes said, you don't call that on a big play like that. Well, first of all, the flag flew before the play happened. Exactly. Number, one. Number two, that is what proof. do you want the refs to say, to say, oh, you know, that was actually a cool play. Let me pick this thing back up. Sorry, <laughs> there buddy. There was no flag on that play. You know, like, come on, dude. Like, it's well, it's the classic uh, swallow the whistle in the last five seconds of yeah, a but, basketball but it, game. But he called it before it happened, exactly before the pass happened. And I always will say this: a strike is a strike is a strike in the first inning or the ninth inning in a baseball game. A foul is a foul is a foul in the first five minutes or the last five seconds of a basketball game. You think game. that Mahomes, if it was a, if defense was lined off sides, yeah, and Mahomes had a uh, incomplete pass, yeah, and they called a defensive pass inter- uh, yeah. defensive offsides, yeah. You think Mahomes would say, "Hey, man, yeah. that's the last play. Why'd you? What? Yeah. I don't want that flag. Put it back. Just let us play." He would say, "Great. I'll now remind I got a free you. Play. I'll remind you of one real quick. Even though we're supposed to be talking about sports injuries, this was an injury to the Kansas City Chiefs before they won their first Super Bowl. It was Tom Brady and the New England Patriots playing in the championship game at Arrowhead Stadium, and basically the Kansas City Chiefs had stopped." Tommy. This was Tom in a Patriots uniform. Tom, terrific. And they had stopped him, and they were going to get the ball. They were going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, They were going to close the game out. Defensive lineman for the Chiefs, D. Ford, lined up offsides. 
I mean, I don't understand how you do that. The ball's literally as a D lineman, yeah. a lineman, right in front of you. Yeah. It's he, in front of you. He lined up offsides, five-yard penalty, ball goes back to Tom Brady, they go down and score. The rest is history. See, that's that's uh, that's just a mistake that should never happen. P.I. Yeah. can happen, right? Sure. You're, you're in the midst of it, and the refs, you know, they always go for the offensive guy. They always yeah. call him defense, and, and you're trying to stop a ball. I get that. But lining and even jumping offsides as a yeah. defensive guy, I get that because you're trying to get there. But lining up offsides right. should it's, never happen. And by the way, this is the first year I feel like we have seen offsides called on offense more than I ever would have imagined. Yeah. I never even thought it possible. Offsides on the offense. What? 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 Well, many plays are. You know, the offense definitely gets a lot of leeway. Yeah. Right. We all know that. Yeah. People. You know, the offense gets a lot of leeway for yeah. penalties. I mean, how many PI penalties does an offensive guy have? Yeah. Almost like minutes. Like right. one every, every week in the NFL. It's so obvious. You know? Exactly. It, just because they want points scored, and, and we get it, you yeah. know. But you should not line offsides. He was egregiously offsides. Yeah, he was. He was. He was even close. So let's go real quick because we're, we're, we're running out of time. But we might as well finish on one more thing that was bugging both of us because that one clearly got us. Uh, from <laughs> offense to offensive, Draymond Green. <laughs> oh, Okay, Draymond oh Green gosh. has become one of the most offensive people in in basketball, maybe even in sport right now, and he might even be offensive to his own team because he's costing them precious opportunities to win. This is Steph Curry's club we're talking about, the Golden State Warriors. Bottom line is three times Draymond has gotten ejected this year, and he's you know leading – and fines and all this other stuff, technical fouls, so on and so forth. But I asked you when you were in with XL Primetime earlier this week, did you ever have have you ever had anybody come in and deal with like a, a broken jaw? Because Draymond Green he did a he did the roundhouse and acted like he was trying to draw a foul. He was trying to knock this cat out oh, yeah. like he was a boxer. He said that he's trying to to sell it. That's not you sell it, you fling your arms in the air. Exactly. You don't swing around 360 like a, you know. He, he, I think he believes his own lies now. Well, I think he's a psychopath. He, he might be. He might <laughs> I be. I mean, I, so answer that question. No, I've not had anybody with a broken jaw. Normally that goes to oral maxillofacial surgeon. Yeah. Um, luckily, I haven't had one in a game that I've had to deal with. Uh-huh. Um, had a couple broken noses. But uh, no broken jaws, no broken orbital bones that I know about. How because- do you pop the nose back? You could push on it if, if, as long as it's not crushed in. If it's to the side, you can just right. push on it and get it and get it straight. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are, are, are you know, it's, it's it's important the face. The Dude, I had structure. a broken jaw. I've told yeah. you this before from the auto accident, and uh, you know, fully wired uh, wires going through my f- face all the way up to my head because of other you know uh, orbital bone and whatnot that was broken. But anyway, I looked at him like that. Dude, he is bananas. He's punched his own teammate. Okay. And now he's done this. Oh, did he? I don't understand how, to be honest, how he's still in the league. Yeah. You know what bothers me the most, too? I grew up with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. I like Steve Kerr. But I've lost a little bit of respect for him because every time Draymond does something, yeah. and this was his same response now, was, oh, I didn't see it. I So I, I have to look at it first so I can respond to you. So he won't respond. Every time Draymond does something... He happens to not see it. I didn't see it. Well, guess what? All he didn't you see the do... replay on the screen five times. He right. didn't, you know. I was going to say, you on the Peloton or me on the treadmill, I saw it a thousand times yeah. uh, the next morning. And, and he you always know inside cops the out. building they had it. He cops out. I, I didn't see it. And then yeah. when Draymond punched, who was it, Poole that he yeah, punched? Yeah, Jordan Poole, yeah. He, His own teammate. He got 
not only did Steve Kerr didn't say, yeah, that shouldn't have happened. He got mad that it got leaked. That yeah. was his first response. Yeah. Why was it even leaked? Yeah. That's not, that shouldn't be your – I mean, you could ask that question, but your first thing should be like, yeah, teammates shouldn't sucker punch each other in the face. And Kerr should know something about teammates getting, you know, punching because he had to deal with it when he was a Chicago Bull way back it's when. Anyway, my all mind. right, we're, we're out of time. But uh, look, just – don't be a clown show, and that's what Draymond has become. All right, so we're done. Listen, we had a great time. We always love talking sports injuries. If we missed one of your uh, texts this morning, we'll make sure we get yeah, to our— If you want us to talk about injury, punch somebody and then send us a text, and we'll talk about it. That's all we care about. All right, we had a good time. Don't forget uh, Dr. George Bari. You can find him at com. And if you want to go back and check out the full show, if you're just tuning in, easy to find us, right? Google, Apple, Spotify, and, of course, on the award-winning 1010XL website. That's all you got to do is go to 1010XL.com. We appreciate it. Have a great Sunday. Hope we have a great Sunday night. You'll have the kickoff show to get everything going a little bit later on this afternoon. Joe C. and Dr. George Barry. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Barry and Joe C. on 1010XL.